When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The World in 10, the Times of London's daily look at the news in just 10 minutes. I'm Alex Dibble. And I'm Eleanor Shearwood. And you'll rarely find a podcast so varied as today's. We're bringing you huge sporting controversy, Hitler's Polish lair, hope for Alzheimer's sufferers and, of course, Barbie. (laughs) Yes, never have those few topics been bundled together quite like this. Imagine the chaos in this scenario. The host of the Olympics pulls out just three years before it's due to begin. Now, what we're talking about isn't quite on that scale, but it's happened with the Commonwealth Games. It's kind of like a mini Olympics and it involves some of the biggest sporting nations in the world, mostly current or former British colonies. Mm. Australia, the most successful nation in Commonwealth Games history, uh, was due to host the next version of it in 2026 in Victoria. But this morning, it was cancelled. Look, I've made a lot of difficult calls, a lot of very difficult decisions in this job. This is not one of them. Frankly, six to seven billion dollars for a 12 day sporting event. We are not doing that. That does not represent value for money. That is all cost and no benefit. That was Daniel Andrews, the state premier of Victoria. Yeah, the original cost was quoted at 2.6 billion Australian dollars, but he thought it could reach seven. Mm. Uh, but critics think it's of Andrews's own making. Uh, Victoria decided to host it across multiple cities, not just in Melbourne, the capital, and that created this huge additional cost. And no cities offered to replace Victoria. And actually, with more member nations looking to kind of move on from their colonial pasts, some people are asking whether the Games can or even should continue. Uh, But there might be a glimmer of hope, at least for the 2026 edition, as the Times' man in Australia, Bernard Lagan, told us. The one Australian state which is cashed up and could take on these games is Western Australia. It's got lots of lots of money flowing into it because of the uh, mining boom. That state gets all its money out of royalties from all the mining that goes on, all the iron ore that we dig up and send to China. They haven't really responded tonight as to whether they would be interested. I think that's one glimmer of hope. Well, whether 2026 is rescued or not, there is a fascinating piece by The Times' chief sports correspondent, Matt Lawton, discussing whether the Commonwealth Games is a viable event moving forward. You can read it by taking out an online subscription at thetimes.co.uk.
There's a top line in the Times today that reads the hulking ruins of the Wolf's Lair, one of Hitler's Second World War command centres in Poland, may seem an inauspicious location for a battle reenactment. Mm. And when you read a line like that, you know that the next sentence is going to begin with but. <laughs> yeah, and it does. So this is about how this weekend the infamous Wolf's Lair will play host to a reenactment of Poland's 1939 defence of the fortress of Brest-Litovsk against the Germans. It will contain gunfire, uh, tanks, even actors wearing full Nazi uniform and perhaps, unsurprisingly, it's got quite a lot of people angry. Particularly a local historian. So this is Professor Paweł Makiewicz, a former director of the Polish Museum of the Second World War. Now he's pointed out a number of issues he has with it. We've got our own actor to voice those up. There's no connection between the Wolf's Lair and Brest-Litovsk. This is only about making money for the Polish Forest Inspectorate. I can't understand adult people who put on uniforms, sometimes SS uniforms, and then think that this is absolutely okay. And having such a reenactment in the wolf's lair is even more dubious. The management of the site has yet to respond to the Times' questions. But this piece does make you think, what should be done with a bunker like this? It's an important historical site. Uh, Hitler spent 768 days there between June of 1941 and November of 1944, uh, and plans for the Holocaust were drawn up there, and the feeling is that it should be used as a memorial site. Yeah, or just to get rid of it entirely. But even that might not be possible because important bunkers like these had their walls thickened with up to five metres, five metres of reinforced steel concrete. So the structures were so bomb-proof that the German engineers that were meant to demolish it in 1945 after Hitler fled couldn't. Yeah, remarkable. Uh, The piece is remarkable as well. Um, Fascinating details just like that and more. It will certainly get you thinking. By the end of the decade, 78 million people worldwide will be living with Alzheimer's. And until now, there'd been relatively little hope for them. But a new drug has been described as a defining moment for treatment. Indeed, it is called Denanumab, and research shows that it slows decline of Alzheimer's by up to 60%. And it does so by attacking a protein in the brains of patients who have the disease. So it is a huge development, but not everybody's that excited about it. That's partly because it's not a cure and it only works for Alzheimer's, not other forms of dementia. It's got some pretty nasty side effects too, like brain swelling. Now, experts say it's a case of when, not if, this drug will get approved for use. But they suggest if that happens now, just 2% of patients who are eligible for it would actually get it. Professor Sir John Hardy's from the UK Dementia Research Institute and he's told us early diagnosis is really key here. We fundamentally need to change the way that we diagnose and provide care for people with Alzheimer's disease if we are to roll out the sort of treatments that we've been talking about. It really involves an early diagnosis and an accurate diagnosis. And we know, for example, that currently a third of people with dementia don't get a diagnosis at all. And when they do get a diagnosis, it's routinely not using the kind of most cutting edge diagnostics. It is just observing someone's symptoms and that wouldn't be sufficient to match someone to to a treatment. Now the statistics there that Professor Hardy mentioned are all in reference to the UK but I guess treatment is very much sort of universal in one sense on this but those on Denanumab do need regular infusions and monitoring, which at the moment the NHS in the United Kingdom doesn't have. And so while the treatment is exciting, there are practicalities and it remains to be seen if those can be overcome. 
might have missed the onslaught of Barbie this week, but what's far more likely is that you're currently seeing life through pink-tinted glasses. Barbie herself, that's Margot Robbie, says everyone's getting involved. The amount of dudes that are showing up for this movie, I'm just, I'm thrilled. I couldn't be happier. But uh, with Barbie over 60 years old now, some people are worrying that the superficiality good word uh, she represents could be passed on to their children uh, one of them is harriet walker she's been writing about it in the times and says she is glad her six-year-old daughter does not own the doll yeah harriet says the whole barbie world's about being materialistic and glamorous which let's be honest are hardly mm. modern themes although it should be said the film's director greta gerwig says she is subverting those tropes but here is one of harriet's thoughts if barbie taught me to accessorize and create narratives she also taught me to hold my stomach in and to believe on some level that clothes could only look good on that sort of body It is a balanced piece, though, as Mm. are we here on The World in 10. So let's give the last word to America Ferreira, once known for playing Ugly Betty. Now she's a Barbie. Barbie is all kinds of things. She's different skin colours, abilities, body types, careers. And, you know, I think that the message is, is like, what's beautiful about us is our uniqueness. And that we have the permission to embrace that. And that, too, is beautiful and worthy of celebration. Finally, to the most stereotypically Canadian story the Times might ever have published. It involves the rescue of a moose calf and a black bear. Yep, this is a story of truck driver Mark Skage, who says he saw the bear ready to attack the moose as he drove on the highway in British Columbia. Did he put his truck between them? No. Did he honk his horn to scare the bear off? <laughs> no. Uh, we could be here all day, and this is only a 10-minute yeah. podcast. Okay, true. Um, I'll tell everyone that he got out, he picked up the moose, he put it in his cab, and he gave it a name. Misty the moose? Exactly, yes. Um, and then he drove her for five hours to a rehab centre where she will stay until she's big enough to be released into the wild. The big question, why is this making headlines in the UK? Well, because it cost Mark his job. Yeah, his company says the move was against their their interacting with wildlife policy. Um, <laughs> what company doesn't have a policy like that? Um, adding that it could have made the moose stressed. Honestly, Alex, I could talk about this story all day. But as you just pointed out, we only get 10 minutes, so let's leave it there. Yeah. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.